Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Oh, you didn't know? We're taking over! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling with a Bear. Are you ready to wrestle? Because this is the Bear of Texas, and you're listening to Wrestling with a Bear. And I am his podcasting tag team partner, professional wrestler, Chris Rex. This is our fourth episode. We're proud to say we have now 200 downloads since uploading our first episode. I'm proud of the progress we're making. It's been, like I've been telling Alex, a slow build. But we've been trying to put out content for you guys, and you guys have definitely been listening. So, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure Alex agrees with me, thank all of you for giving us these 200 listens. Thank you all very, very, very much. We are one day removed from me and Alex meeting face-to-face for the first time in Tampa, Florida for WrestleMania weekend, the biggest weekend in wrestling. I'm excited. I can't wait to hop on that plane and arrive in Tampa. How are you feeling, Alex? I cannot tell you how excited I am. I mean, to say that I am excited would be an understatement because you've seen me, folks, post on Twitter that the second Chris Rex and I are face-to-face, it's like a prophecy being fulfilled. A sports writer and a pro wrestler meeting face-to-face to start out what will be a hell of a podcast. It is, and it's going to be a hell of a weekend. We land in Tampa tomorrow. We're going to be going to a few independent shows as well as WrestleMania, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. But what I want to talk about first is yesterday's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony for the 2020 and 2021 Hall of Fame inductees. You know, it was great, to be honest. The Hall of Fame, while some people kind of like to crap on it, I think the WWE Hall of Fame is certainly special because a lot of people don't take wrestling the same way we do. Like, they think, well, you know, why is there a Hall of Fame? These people, these athletes work their butts off. They risk their lives, okay? They had to pay their dues just like I am doing as a sports writer. You know, they had to put their lives on the line and get paid little to absolutely nothing. Give these guys some respect. Speaking of respect, I think I owe an apology to the great Kali and the fans of the great Kali. On our last episode, we were talking about the WWE Hall of Fame, and I said that I didn't believe that the great Kali should be going into the Hall of Fame because he did not have what we would consider, quote unquote, a Hall of Fame career. And just because he was influential with Indian wrestling fans doesn't mean he should be in the Hall of Fame. I said that and I completely take that back now after watching the video package that WWE had put together for the Great Khali's induction. I didn't realize how influential he was. I didn't realize the mark he did leave. And what I started thinking was if it wasn't for a Great Khali, would we be having these India shows that WWE puts on? It really got me thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm going to eat my words, and I just wanted to take this time out to apologize. He is 100% deserving of being in the WWE Hall of Fame. He, he totally is, and also, I, I apologize, too, because I'm sure that I had my fair share of cr- critics, but yes, Greg Colley certainly deserves it, and, and I thank him very much for, the, for all the years he gave, because I, I'll admit, I did enjoy watching him. I forgot he was the first Indian world champion. When you think about it in that sense, it's like, all right. He was a world champion. When you think of the great Kali was the first Indian WWE world champion, 
that puts some stank on it. That that puts some respect on his name right there. And he 100% respect is deserved. I was so excited to see Rob Van Dam in the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Finally, the British Bulldog in the Hall of Fame. I think his son gave a great speech and his memory will now live on forever. If I could go back in time and go to the SummerSlam of 1992, which was in London at Wembley Stadium, I would go there and watch the main event, the British Bulldog versus Bret the Hitman Hart for the Intercontinental title. I think we all would. I think we all would. How about the NWO for for life? Dude... (laughs) You know, I'm so happy because, you know, a mutual friend, uh, Mr. Mark Braverman, you know, he and I always have these little comedic clashes because he loves the Four Horsemen while I love the NWO. So we kind of have that little bit of that wrestling talk rivalry. But Mark's a great guy. And, and, you know, and I'm sure, you know, in his case, you know, I'm sure when he was a kid, he was watching the Four Horsemen. So so I understand where he's coming from. But yes, the NWO. Yes, Mark, we're calling you old. (laughs) <laughs> sorry, I mean, sorry, sorry, Mark, but, you know, unfortunately, it's the truth. But but keep in mind, Mark, you're never too old to kick ass, so keep that in mind. But anyway. You know, what I found uh, pretty interesting is every member of the NWO that was inducted yesterday is a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, Sean Waltman, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Wow. Except in Scott Hall's case, this is his uh, true uh, one. I mean, the other time it was the alter ego. It was the Razor Ramon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure. You know, he is, he's got that double ring to prove it. Um, I was a huge fan of the NWO in the uh, in the 90s and the Attitude Era during the Monday Night Wars, whatever you want to call it. That era of professional wrestling was so influential in pop culture in general. And a lot of it is thanks to the NWO and the success that they had and the mark they made on professional wrestling. And it still lives on today. You see the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club throwing up the two sweet. If they, ne- if the NWO never did that, the Bullet Club wouldn't be doing that. You know, so. Amen to that. So mm-hmm. they definitely well-deserved Hall of Famers. Another thing, yeah, yesterday at the Hall of Fame, JBL speech, how he ended that speech, I was... It, it was so awesome. It's so JBL. <laughs> well, whether we like JBL or not, I know a lot of wrestling fans don't like him because of all the alleged, keep in mind, alleged, you know, bullying and everything. But look, whether we like the guy or not, we are not. We're not going to deny the fact that he did give the fans something to watch. I mean, his heel tactics as the JBL character. I mean, you had to tune in. Like you wanted to tune in. Last night was an example of a phrase we you like we like to use on this show a lot. And that's living the gimmick. We all thought he was going to sit here and apologize and he's going out into the sunset and he's going to apologize to everyone. And he's like, hell no, I ain't going to apologize. I'm in the Hall of Fame now. What do I need to apologize? I think that was the greatest thing in the world. I was watching it with my brother. I looked at him and I just I just gave him a round of applause because that was that was so awesome. I was like, no way is JBL going to go PC right now. Oh, so I applaud him for it, and you know, and I thank him. I mean, I remember him, you know, in the APA, the backstage scenes. Where he's playing cards with Farouk, drinking, you know, enjoying a nice beer, a good times. Molly Holly. Whoa, man! You know, uh, I was watching the Beth Phoenix documentary right before the Hall of Fame ceremony. I didn't know that Molly Holly paid Beth Phoenix's tuition at OVW. 
she was at a point in her career where she didn't feel like she was wanted at OVW. She was the only non-contracted OVW talent that was on TV, that they were using on TV. And she got to the point where she was behind on, on her um, – financially with with college and um you know bills she was starting to not be able to afford tuition she walked into danny davis's office one day to pay tuition he gives her a receipt and the receipt is for way more than what she had given her given him and he said a little birdie believes in you and wants you to succeed and is paying your tuition that little birdie was molly holly well in august 2005 molly holly released an autobiographical biographical DVD, excuse me, and a portion of the profits from the DVD went to the education fund of the daughter of the late Crash Holly. You know, and I loved Crash Holly. We all remember the 24-7 rule, you know, him defending the hardcore title all over. I mean, I'll never forget when he lost the title while he was asleep. I mean, that still makes me laugh, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me because Molly Holly worked with Crash. Like, they were the Holly cousins with Hardcore Holly, so they had that relationship so and you know, it just doesn't surprise me. It just sh- sh- proves as well how much of an amazing person Molly Holly is. I mean, God bless her. She deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. She stood up for women's wrestling. She was a pioneer. I mean, there's nothing but praise for her. Really, I can't say anything else that you didn't just say that you know <laughs> that can top what you said. You know, um, she is a pioneer in women's wrestling and last night she got her flowers she got her due and it again just like i think every hall of famer it, it is well deserved but now we we move to the future and tonight and tomorrow we have two nights of NXT takeover stand and deliver this is the future of WWE these will be the future hall of famers and starting with tonight okay we have Io Shirai defending her NXT Women's Championship against Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai. We have on the pre-show Tony Storm versus Zoe Stark, who has been a standout since being signed not too long ago by the WWE for the NXT Tag Team Championship. It will be a triple threat tag team match between MSK Grizzled Young Veterans and Legado del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. We also have a six-man gauntlet eliminator match where the winner will receive an NXT North American Championship match on night two between Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. A match that I'm personally looking forward to is the NXT UK Championship match between Walter, who is the current champion, and Tommaso Ciampa. We have Pete Dunne going against Kushida. That's a hell of a card right there. That is a hell of a card. And people are, people are saying that uh, NXT Stand and Deliver might just you know steal the whole, the week of WrestleMania. I mean, a- a- NXT is just so popular these days. I mean, it was con- it- it's no longer a developmental territory. Let's get that straight. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's gone so much po- so much popularity. It is an insult to call it a it's developmental its territory. Own, it's become its own entity. It's, it's a, a brand. brand, yeah. A hundred percent. Right on I mean, the money. I, if I meet Triple H, I mean, 
I would say at first I, I have to thank him for everything because you know from when I was a kid. But now everything he's done in his career on TV. But now got we got to thank him for NXT. I mean Triple H, man, unbelievable. Such an amazing mind in wrestling. He loves wrestling and he loves helping wrestlers too. Now, what match are you most looking forward to on night one of Stand and Deliver? I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I'm not looking forward to one particular match. I'm just looking forward to the show. Sometimes one match is just, you just can't just look forward to one match. Knowing NXT, there's always more than one match to be so excited about. So therefore, I say like, you have to look forward to the entire show. You're going to be entertained. You are going to be mesmerized. You're going to say, holy crap, this is amazing. This is awesome. Yeah, man. And NXT, like you said, always, no pun intended, delivers. They always deliver, um, especially when they do these these um, multi-nighters with WWE, where it's you know NXT the night before, and then you have like Survivor Series the next They always seem to like really show up they always show up but it's like they're like okay wwe's on tomorrow okay let let uh, the survivor series is tomorrow wrestlemania is tomorrow let's show what nxt does and i love how it's kind of like it feels like there's that competition between okay they're on the main roster yeah they get all that love and attention but nxt is where it's at and it, and it it creates that that inner company competition kind of like being on a basketball team or a football team you know you're on a team but you want to show that you're you're one of the best if not the best Mm -hmm. amen to that brother amen to that i'm looking forward to walter versus ciampa i'm definitely i'm a huge fan of io shirai i'm looking forward to that match and i hope she retains msk have been on fire since being signed um it's crazy they got signed and then put like right on TV. That that's amazing. And then we have a little night two. Night two, we have the NXT Championship match between Finn Balor, who is the current champion, and Karrion Cross. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, which will be an unsanctioned match. Don't we love those unsanctioned matches? <laughs> we have Johnny Gargano defending a North American Championship against the winner of the six-man gauntlet the night before, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match, which I love this. It's a throwback to WrestleMania 10. It's a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion because Jordan Devlin did win the belt and never lost it. Santos Escobar wound up becoming the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion so just like Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10, we have a ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight Champion to determine who the real champion is. I love the throwback. WrestleMania weekend, they couldn't have planned this better. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, will defend against The Ways, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. I swear, the way the charisma that you have, Chris, you're just making the excitement boil, boil, and boil inside me. I love it, man. Can can you tell I'm excited? Uh, yes. Can you tell I'm excited? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, ladies and gentlemen, can you tell that Chris Rex is excited? <laughs> you know, it hasn't. It didn't hit me. Like I said in the text message before we got on here, it didn't hit me. 
it's not hitting. And now that I'm talking to you and we're getting closer and we're talking about the matches and we haven't even hit WrestleMania. We haven't even hit the weekend yet. We're talking about these matches. I'm getting excited as a pro wrestling fan. That's what I'm going down there as. I'm not going out there with the mentality of getting bookings. I'm not even wrestling at all while I'm down, while we're, while we're down there. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, work you or anything, Alex. I am not wrestling at all. Um, I want to enjoy this experience as a fan. For the last 10 years, I never really got to sit back and smell the flowers. I never got to sit back and enjoy wrestling, you know, on the independent level because I was always either busy uh announcing or i gotta go give finishes to people or i gotta do music and you know i gotta worry about my match and i've always been kind of a responsible guy in all the companies i've worked for i've always been that guy like oh i need something done okay rex will go and do it so i never had that chance to really sit back and enjoy the cards now i have that opportunity to go down there with another wrestling fan and enjoy wrestling and not only enjoy wrestling, but introduce you to the independent wrestling that I know. And some of the guys that I know that that either I've worked with, I've been on cards with, or that I've been looking forward to seeing myself. And that that's what this is great. I know we're moving away from our topic right now of, <laughs> of NXT. But, you know, I just wanted to, like, express, take this time out to express how sometimes as a professional wrestler, you get lost. And you lose, and this has happened to me, you lose not the love, but that magic. You lose sight of, why do I do this? You know, um, I've personally become bitter. I've become angry. And I feel like wrestling kind of burnt me. So this is kind of my chance to recharge my batteries, sit back and say, what is it that I love about this sport? What is it that four-year-old me popping in a tape of Owen Hart found and was attracted to this sport that I can't leave. I've, I've come to terms that I cannot leave it. I cannot just walk away from it. Why? And that, that's my mission for, for this coming weekend is to figure out why. But enough about me. <laughs> Let's get back to NXT. I mean, you and I are similar. I mean, for me as a sports writer too, I mean, this is going to impact me. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk wrestling. <laughs> All right, so we have Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, which is a, a match. I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. I've been a fan of Karrion Cross since he was on the Indies. Karrion Cross was the former NXT champion. Unfortunately, an injury took him out. So we're really going to see, okay, who, again, just like the Cruiserweight Championship match, who's the real NXT champion? You know, there's something I want to say about Finn Balor. I mean, you know, I love Finn Balor. I loved the, the demon gimmick. And, you know, with how so badly he was badly used on the main roster, I mean, he did win the Universal title but got hurt, and that's what killed his initial push. So when he went back to NXT, I said, well, that's a good thing because he can find, he can rebuild himself. He can regain that momentum. Didn't expect him to turn heel, but I said, well, if that's what it takes for him to get over and for him to get hot again, then fine. So be it. The bottom line is I don't care whether he's a heel or a face. The bottom line is I'm a fan of Finn Balor, and I'm looking forward to this match between Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. I mean, when you have these amazing talents, and like you said, you've known him since the indies, you know you're going to see a hell of a match. Like, you got to write the match the way it is. got to give something big. Like, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> and these are two names in NXT that 
I don't think they've had a match in NXT where you're like, eh, that was an okay match. No, both of these guys have had matches where it's, that was a great fucking match. World caliber matches, to be specific. Uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. What a story they're telling here. And, you know, to throw the unsanctioned rule on there. I love when they throw the unsanctioned rule. It's happening at NXT's event. It's unsanctioned, though. Unsanctioned. It's, it's not... It's not supposed to go on the record books, but it's always brought up time and time again because, you know, even though it's unsanctioned. I just love <laughs> the name of unsanctioned because it's not a no DQ match. It's not a hardcore match. It's not a false count. It's an unsanctioned. It's it's never going to go in the record books until they bring the feud up again. <laughs> That's what I love about NXT. I mean, NXT is unique. Yeah. The gimmicks, in all elite wrestling the and NXT, I mean, those are the those are, those are at the peak right now. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a um, a no-nonsense knockout, drag-out fight right there, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. When you take two guys who are friends outside the ring and then you put them one-on-one with each other, they're going to – it's going to be magical. It's it's going to be magical. It's going to be a great match because you have two guys who – no one knows them like they know each other. I'm, they they train together. They've been up and down the road to get roads together. They know each other's moves. These two guys are going to put on a hell of a match because they're going to tell a story. They're going to tell a story of two friends who came up together, got signed together, traveled the roads together, had one of the biggest stables in NXT together, and then it all just breaks down. And you feel for Kyle O'Reilly because Adam Cole's like, Undisputed Era was all about me. This is all it was about was me, me, me. Uh, you guys were the lackeys, you know, if it wasn't for my star power, Undisputed Era wouldn't have worked. And you see like Kyle O'Reilly's, I, I remember the promo where he cut and he goes, you know, for the first time, you know, uh, he's going to sleep well, you know, and, and it's like, he's going to beat Kyle, uh, he's going to beat Adam Cole's ass and he's going to sleep well about it. He's not going to feel bad about it for the first time in his life. He's, he's going to be able to sleep knowing that. He's on the right path and he's doing the right thing. He's not following in anyone else's footsteps. Uh, this is going to be a great story told. Johnny Gargano's NXT uh, North American Championship match against the winner of the Gauntlet, uh, the Gauntlet Eliminator. Who do you think that the winner is going to be of that Gauntlet Eliminator? You know, I want to. I don't want to spoil the. I don't want to spoil the surprise, Chris. But I am going to answer your question. I'm, why do I get the feeling it's going to be Bronson Reed? You know, he's a good choice. Uh, I thought last year he was going to win the NXT North American Championship. I believe it was WrestleMania weekend. I believe it was the same weekend. Um, I actually think it's going to be Dexter Loomis. They've been building this feud. I think Dexter Loomis is going to win the gauntlet match. Go on to wrestle Johnny Gargano. And I'm going to I'm gonna go all in right here. I'm going to go all in and say we're going to have a new NXT North American champion. You know, you know what's, what's so amazing is just how NXT has all these titles now. It's just unbelievable. The NXT North American Championship, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Like I said, it's no longer developmental. It's a brand. <laughs> I, I love I love me and Alex agree so much. You know, I'm waiting for the day where we where it's like no 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 <laughs> that's that's gonna be the episode you guys want to listen to. <laughs> well, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, the way you described it, you know, I have a feeling it's gonna remind me of a, of a special match. It's gonna remind me a bit of Owen versus mm. Brett. Like I said, these two guys mm. know each other. Like, and you can tell, like 
the way they were, you know, the way they were, like you know, they, you just even gave though they goosebumps. Are, yeah. I mean, the on-screen rivalry, but you, you know that. Oh, you, if you see the match, Owen and Brett, you can tell these dudes were having the time of their life. Like they were working and they were having fun. I mean, we were seeing uh, Bret Hart's, you know, a hard-hitting, uh, hard-hitting uh, wrestling style, and you know, Owen was doing his acrobatic, you know, usual self thing. I mean, it, it was a hell of a match. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Now we get to the what I'm calling the WrestleMania 10 throwback. Which I guess you could say uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly is a WrestleMania 10 throwback as well. But Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Who is going to be the official, the undisputed, the real NXT Cruiserweight Champion? Um, I'm tossed up on this one. Uh, both are amazing talents. Both I see competing in a ladder match. Both have had standout matches in NXT. Um, I'm just excited to see, no matter who wins this match, this is going to be a great match. I'm sure they're going to have a few nods to Razor and Sean. They're going to have a few of those spots. I'm sure they will. Um, but this is a match that, honestly, I wish that I, I, I would be seeing, like, live in person. Like, had we planned this a little bit earlier and knew all this was going on, like, I, I would have wanted to see this live. Oh, no kidding. I mean, I'm tossed up as well. But, like I said, it's... It, it's not really to me who wins the match. I just want to see a hell of a match. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. I am a fan of Shotzi and Ember Moon. I remember Shotzi when she was on the indies. Ember Moon when she was uh, part of Booker T's wrestling school and she was just starting out. I remember watching a few matches of hers. Uh, Candice LeRae was on the indies for years. She was an amazing talent. She was a staple point in women's wrestling on the indies. Indy Hartwell, I also know from the indies. I'm going to go and say that Shotzi and Ember retain the titles. That was our preview for NXT. Stand and deliver. Up next is a moment we've been waiting for. Because we're actually going to be there live to see this both nights, the first time I'm ever going to WrestleMania, the first time you're ever going to WrestleMania, I believe. Mm-hmm, that's right. And this is the first time we're meeting each other. Uh, this is going to be great. It's been a childhood dream of mine to go to WrestleMania. And even as a professional wrestler, if I never, ever make it to WWE, I never, ever make it to WrestleMania, I will be glad at knowing that at 30 years old, I did go to my first WrestleMania, and I enjoyed myself. That's what it's going to be all about. About having fun. About the experience, buddy. It's going to be a hell of an experience. I'm looking forward, though, to seeing Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. These two women have been on fire. Fire. And their feud... I've been loving it. I've been loving the trash talk back and forth. They are both good promos, and they're going to have a phenomenal match. A lot of people have been pushing for them to main event uh, night one of WrestleMania. Um, I'm not sure if, if that's going to happen. If it if it does, I, they're more than well, uh, deserving of it. But no matter what knockout drag out match this is going to be these both of these women are going to give their all it is wrestle 
mania, Alex. WrestleMania. You don't just, as as the legend would say, you don't just phone it in on WrestleMania. No, you go in there and you leave it all out in the ring. And that's what these two girls are going to do. They're going to prove a point that they aren't just the best female wrestlers. They're not the best women's wrestlers in WWE. They are the best wrestlers in WWE, period. No gender labels at all. No division labels. Absolutely right. There's no denying. You watch the promos. You watch their wrestling ability. You watch their matches. You're convinced. You're absolutely convinced. I mean, if you want proof, just watch them. Watch how, how these two wrestle. Watch how they perform. Watch how they talk on that mic. That's what it's about. It's about the charisma. Now, I know you're you're just looking forward to enjoying these matches. But do you do you have an opinion on who's going to take the women's championship? Is Sasha going to successfully retain or will we see a new women's champion? Well, Sasha Banks has been around, you know, on the main roster for a long time. You know, for a long time even wrestling fans were unhappy with how she was being used. So then when they finally, you know, when they finally put the belt on her and, you know, she was finally champion for at least a while, she didn't have to, they didn't book her to lose on the first title defense. I was happy because Sasha Banks, you know, as well. And beyond her popularity, well, that's certainly not going to be ignored. But this match, you know, I'm, I'm tossed up. I mean, it could go either way, but sometimes I get the feeling that Sasha Banks is probably going to retain. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm <laughs> going to... Put my money on Bianca Belair. She deserves it. I would love for her to have that WrestleMania moment of her getting the one, two, three over Sasha Banks, then standing in the middle of the ring, holding that championship up high. Just close your eyes and picture it. That's what I am doing right now. The tears are flowing down her eyes, and she deserves that moment. I think I think this is the story is being told to set Bianca Belair up to be the next women's champion. The crowd is 100% behind both of these ladies, but I would say more so behind Bianca Belair and the rise she's had since being called up to the main roster. Look at that. <laughs> and speaking of rise, let's talk about the almighty Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. You know Thinking about Bobby Lashley in this match, you know, if I remember correctly, his last, well, okay, not, the last WrestleMania match that I actually remember very well with Bobby Lashley was in 2007. I'm talking about the Battle of the, the Billionaires. billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit, it wasn't a bad storyline, but, it, you know, I should actually mention, I think the the, the finish of the match, if you know, if you watch the match, you notice the, the bell rung a little bit too early, but anyway, but Bobby Lashley as the WWE champion, you know, that's great, but when he came back and the way he was, you know, there was a lot of teasing that he would fight Brock Lesnar, but that never happened. I, I, I still want to see that match, and I still think it, it could potentially happen. I mean, it, it definitely could, although I, I would ask myself, so does that mean Bobby Lashley is going to turn face first? See, <laughs> now with this match, uh, I, this is a match that I'm tossed up on as well, because last year we seen Drew McIntyre win the WWE Championship. But he did not get that moment because fans were not there. So l- let me give my two sides on this match. I personally want to be there live. Since we're going to be there live and there are going to be fans live, I want Drew to have that moment. Kind of redo that moment to, to, to get that moment. But at the same time, Bobby Lashley has worked since coming back 
for this his moment. Both guys are deserving of their moment, but I, I you know, so it's kind of tossed up to see which which it's for me. It's which moment do I want to see more, and it's hard for me to choose. Bobby Lashley was kind of like it was kind of teased that he would be champion, but it was like they gave the title to Miz, and everyone's like, oh, finally Miz is getting that. And then they took the title off of Miz, and I think that was just kind of to swerve us so that we didn't think Bobby Lashley was going to go into WrestleMania as a champion. And then they found their way around it to make Bobby Lashley go into WrestleMania. So I'd say he's worked his ass off. The whole deal with the Hurt Business has paid off, and he deserves his moment as well as Drew McIntyre. But if I had to choose... I want to see McIntyre. Just as from the wrestling fans' point, I want to see that face reaction of McIntyre winning the belt again. I fully agree with you on that, yeah. You know, like I said, Drew McIntyre paid his due so much, but much like Bobby Lashley, especially over the last few years, ever since 2018. And Drew McIntyre, you know, he beat Brock Lesnar, but he didn't have the fan reaction, and that makes me very sad for him. Because Drew McIntyre deserved it. The fans, for many years, have wanted WWE to give the man a push. And when they finally did, like, here we go. But it was taken from him because of, you know what, I don't really, and you know, like that. I want to talk about what's going on because it's, you know, Let's it's, just say it's the pandemic. affected me. But, yeah. <laughs> the pandemic, yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, it's hurt me as well. But but I, I think Drew McIntyre may actually, may, they, they may put the belt back on and and when we talk about the Miz, like when they put the belt on him and he held it for like eight days, I, I didn't understand it. Like but... I said, I think that was just a swerve to make people think <laughs> Miz is going to WrestleMania, which I I think that was a good thing because they never really do that. Like right before WrestleMania, the title changes. I, I kind of like that idea of, okay, now you don't know what, what WrestleMania is going to look like. And then Bobby Lashley takes the belt from Miz and it's like, okay, is this what WrestleMania is going to look like? You know, so I really like that little swerve they threw in right before WrestleMania. We have Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on The Miz and John Morrison. Now, I know Bad Bunny has been receiving slack, much like a lot of celebrities and musicians receive slack for being involved in WWE and being involved in matches because they're not WWE talent. And for a lot of them, I agree with the wrestling community. Um, for a lot of them, but when I heard Bad Bunny was coming in, I didn't. I didn't know who Bad Bunny was. Like I knew he was a rapper. I knew he was a Latino rapper. He's big um with the Latino community, uh, but I just never really listened to his music. Um, I didn't really know much about him. So when I heard, oh, here's another celebrity coming in time for WrestleMania, but I have to say, Bad Bunny has been one of the celebrities that has been has more active role in the ring. You know, and you could see he has that love for wrestling and that promo he cut uh, on Raw. I believe it was this this past Raw where he cut a promo and he said that he knows he's not a wrestler and that he doesn't, you know, kind of deserve to be in the ring, sharing the ring with these guys. But he loves wrestling. He understands that. And he is being physically involved. You know, he's not trying to just play the role of, you know, he's not trying to be a superstar either. He knows he's not a WWE superstar. And I think him saying that kind of, it hit me. I was like, you know what? This guy understands where he is. He's not trying to take a spot from a superstar. But he's he's kind of proving himself. You know, he's a fan. 
and he's getting involved. He's learning. I'm sure Damian Priest is teaching him things. I'm sure other talent are teaching him things to, to kind of make this match look as good as possible. And so for anybody out there that's saying Bad Bunny is, uh, oh, it's another celebrity taking a spot. Um, really think about what he's doing though. He's bringing like Great Kali. We shit all over Great Kali. And then we realize, oh, wait, look what he did for WWE. In five, 10 years, you're going to say, oh shit, look what Bad Bunny did for WWE. He's bringing, uh, uh, that, uh, an audience that, Time and time again, WWE continues to try to bring in the Latino community. And now you have someone that, that, okay, everyone knows Rey Mysterio, you know, but what if you bring someone from, from an outside world with that the younger audience knows now that, that is popping now that they can relate to now? That's what Bad Bunny's role is. He's to bring a newer generation, a different audience. Fans, maybe people that wouldn't normally watch WWE. They see he's a, he, he was a 24 seven champion when he won a Grammy. That is huge for WWE. It is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> think about the audience that we, wait, what's that? He's a WWE champion. Oh, let me see what he's doing on WWE. He just brought, he just bought paper, uh, buy rates to, <laughs> to WrestleMania because now people are going to tune in who are Bad Bunny fans are going to tune in to see Bad Bunny wrestle, fight. It's the same strategy back in 1985 when Vince McMahon brought in Mr. T. Yeah, it's the same thing as bringing in Ozzy Osbourne. It's the same thing as bringing in Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit. It's, it's that. Shaquille O'Neal. That, exactly. <laughs> it's that public eye, getting the public eye. People that wouldn't normally watch wrestling. It's the same thing with Tyson. When WWE announced Tyson was going to be at WrestleMania, the whole sports world was all over it. When it was announced that, when it was announced that Bad Bunny was going to take part in WrestleMania, the music world shifted over and was like, oh, pause. Let's pay attention over here to this, to this wrestling stuff. It's also like remember WCW brings in Dennis Rodman to join the NWO, and then who's who's on the who's on the side of DDP? Carl Malone. Carl Malone, exactly. <laughs> that's how big wrestling was, and that's what WWE is trying to do again: is bring pop culture into wrestling again. Now moving on, we have the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match between the New Day. Defending against AJ Styles and the debut of Almost. Oh boy. Well, Almost, a former college basketball player, played at the University of South Florida and as well as Morgan State University. Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of my little sports writing instinct right there, right here. Played from 2012 to 2015. Fortunately, never, never really had a, a shot in the NBA, which is unfortunate. Well, he's definitely going to fit in in the WWE. He's got the size. He's he's larger than life, literally and figuratively. He's larger than life. And I can't wait to see what what, what he's doing because he's kind of been signed by them for a while. Um, I know he's been training. And to team him up with AJ Styles, I love the pairing between the two. AJ Styles has his diesel now. So I, I like the pairing. I didn't expect uh, a WrestleMania match between the New Day – AJ and almost I did not expect that. Oh, um, I totally didn't. But let let's see where this leads to. Um 
I want to see New Day as a fan. I want to see New Day win so we could get that New Day celebration. You know, maybe, you know, some pancakes, you know. Oh, you're making me hungry, dude. <laughs> but, you know, I like how you make you make that comparison. AJ Styles and Omos to Shawn Michaels and uh, Diesel. It, it, that's what it reminded me of. It's, he doesn't need a bodyguard, but he has one. He, he can kind of protect his matches and himself more by having that 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 bodyguard. I'm interested to see what almost does in the ring at WrestleMania. AJ Styles always always performs at WrestleMania, always gives it his all at WrestleMania. And of course, New Day, Kofi, Xavier, amazing talents that I finally get to see live. I might have seen them live once before. The next match we're going to talk about, kind of an oddball, but it also reminds me and I had said this in the past, it reminds me of a of another little man versus big man match. And this is Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. And the match this reminds me of, the feud this reminds me of, is the Shane McMahon Big Show feud with the Which Way Did He Go? Which way, it rem- <laughs> to a T, it reminds me of that feud. Oh, thank you so much for actually saying those words, Which Way Did He Go? Because I was actually going to pull it up, but you beat me to it, but... <laughs> I, I gotta get it out. We remember this segment. Shane had that had that book. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. And, and and this feud reminds me to that to a T. So I'm kind of like not so interested in this feud because it's kind of like okay, this has been done before to a T. You know. Uh. So. I'm kind of not looking forward to this match. And that's not a knock on Strowman or Shane McMahon. I'm sure they're going to have their WrestleMania moments in this match. It's just one of those matches where I'm just like, you know, um, if it wasn't on the card, I wouldn't be like, oh, this match needs to be on the card. We have Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I am definitely looking forward to seeing this match. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, two of the, well, Cesaro... A very underrated wrestler, and Seth and Seth Rollins just super talented. I mean, the way he has evolved since his days with the Shield. I mean, the Monday Night Messiah. You know everything. You know the Universal Champion. I mean, Seth Rollins is just—he's on fire. It's been an—he's under- on fire, and, and he's—he's <laughs> he's on fire, and he's got still many more great years to go. Like we probably haven't even seen the best out of Seth Rollins yet. No, we we definitely haven't. He's definitely got uh more in the tank. And I'm glad to see Cesaro in a singles match at WrestleMania. Working with a great talent like Seth Rollins, you know these two are going to prove a point. More so Cesaro is going to prove a point. Cesaro should have been a uh, WWE or uh, Universal Champion by now. He definitely should have been. It's travesty that he shouldn't, but maybe this match could be the match that finally elevates him to that main event status. I, I believe so. That's why I believe Seth Rollins is going to do what I like to say, or in the wrestling terms, he's going to put Cesaro over. I agree. I agree. I'm sure Seth Rollins is going to do everything to help Cesaro in this match. But they're also, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to take it light on each other. We're probably going to see a hard hitting match here. I expect, I, I expect to, to see a hard hitting match. I mean, I expect to see, or in the words of JR, a slobber knocker. <laughs> that's a good choice of words good choice of words our last match for night one that we're going to talk about Lana and Naomi 
versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot versus Natalia and Tamina, a tag team turmoil match with the winners receiving a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match on night two. Well, it's certainly different seeing the Riot Squad without Sarah Logan. Yeah, but she's been kind of out of the picture for a while now. Yeah. You know, she got released during the um, the first batch of releases when the pandemic hit. But you know what? They've been, they've been doing pretty good on their own. I personally want to see Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose get the win here and get that uh, Tag Team Championship match on night two. So that's, that's who I'm putting my money on in this match, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Yeah. I'm with you on that. G- give me Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. I, I'm actually a fan of two powerhouse women. Uh, when I was booking for a promotion in Ohio, me and my partner, John Pun, had, shout out to John Pun, one of my best friends for the last 10, 11, 12 years. I, I lost count now. Shout out to John Pun. When we were booking in Ohio, we had plan. We were booked as the tag team champions, which we weren't really comfortable with. We were booked to become the tag team champions, and then we kind of took on a bigger role in the company to help the promoter as his bookers. So we kind of didn't like the idea of being champions and bookers. I've always kind of frowned upon that idea. So we were thinking of how can we get these titles off ourselves, you know, kind of do something different in the process so we had the idea of we keep the titles but while we're defending these belts we're building another tag team which was a female tag team that we're going that was going to consist of christina marie and ronnie nicole two powerhouse women and they were going to build build up to become the number one contenders and take the titles off of us so we were going to have uh ronnie nicole and Christina Marie as the tag team champions, not women's tag, the tag team champions. And this was an idea we had before WWE and all these other indie promotions really jumped on the whole intergender um, idea. This is something we really wanted to execute. But that's kind of where I've been at for a while is I want to see a dominant, powerful, powerhouse female tag team kind of like we have in Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler and I think a match between Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler will be a, a hoss fight well said absolutely well said Chris we're now gonna preview night two of Wrestlemania 37 we have Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler Versus the winner of the tag team turmoil winners, which we have just discussed that we think, well, we want to see Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose get that match. Now, if they get that match, do we see new women's tag team champions or do Nia Jackson Shayna retain? I honestly believe Nia Jackson Shayna may retain. Wouldn't be surprised if Reginald got involved. Yeah, uh, well, he's been... He's been kind of a force for them lately. He's been a, a nice addition to to them winning lately. <laughs> but um, I do have a feeling Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are going to retain. I do want to see Dana Brooke and Mandy get the belts. Um, I'm a fan of title changes at WrestleMania. It's just that special moment. Uh, but I do think Nia Jax and Shayna are going to retain. Next up, we have our WWE US Championship match. Between Riddle and Sheamus. I don't like that they just changed his name to Riddle. 
Yeah, I'm not a I, I like I'm not a fan of the whole why why knock the last names off, you know? Like they they did it with the women and you know, and then it was Finn Balor and then he's just Balor and you know <laughs> now he was Matt Riddle, now he's just Riddle. Um I kinda don't like the whole cut half their name it's off. It's like like Elias he's Elias Samson and then he's just Elias. Yeah. yeah. But that's besides the point. We have Riddle versus Sheamus for the U.S. title. I am a personal fan of Riddle, and if you don't know why, uh, <laughs> Riddle, bro. Let's just <laughs> let's just say um, we both like to be in with our head in the clouds, so they say. <laughs> so I'm I'm a fan of of Riddle. Uh, I watch his stuff with Evolve on the Independence, and I I've said it on Twitter though. I'd like to see a more serious. Uh, Matt Riddle, being that he was a UFC fighter, you know, like, you know, that's that's a badass thing. Like, he doesn't come off as his badass. Like, you know, he's a badass because of his history and his his abilities. But he just comes off as, you know, the stoner. And I love it. I love it. It's the RVD gimmick, you know, stoners. I'm into it. I smoke. (laughs) But I do (laughs) want to see, like, maybe Sheamus takes the belt from him. And he's like, okay, I got to get serious now. Not necessarily a heel turn, but a more serious riddle. I would love to see it. Like a more ambitious riddle. I, I agree with you. I mean, riddle's definitely chill, you know, riddle, bro. But yeah, if he does lose the belt, I mean, I would certainly expect riddle, you know, for the writers to say, well, he's we're going to have to make his character seem a little bit more serious. Like, I got to be more serious. I lost the title at WrestleMania. That's humiliating. Yeah, and... uh I do want to see Sheamus win the United States Championship at WrestleMania. Because then think about it. If Drew McIntyre wins the WWE Championship, and then you have Sheamus as a United States Champion, I I, I kind of I like that idea. I like that. Maybe we even have a champion versus champion match. You know, not a winner take all. I don't like uh, – uh, in some scenarios, I like it, but I'm generally not a fan of winner-take-all. But, you know, it could lead to a nice, you know, SummerSlam United States champion versus WWE champion match. That I'm a fan of. Uh, so I do want to see Sheamus w- win the belt in this match. Definitely. I think Sheamus certainly will win the title. Up next, we have Kevin Owens <sighs> versus Sami Zayn, who will apparently have Logan Paul in his corner. Um, I am not a fan of this Logan Paul guy, um, <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> so I said because I, of that that video he posted uh, a while back when when he was in that forest in Japan. It's just I just don't like the guy in general. I I, I <laughs> never met him personally, but just from what I've seen on the internet, and you know, uh, maybe that's just an internet gimmick he has. But I just don't. I just don't really care for the guy, so I could do without him on my WrestleMania card. You know, um, you know, I I rather see more Bad Bunny than Logan Paul. <laughs> but we are gonna have a good match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. Two friends outside of the ring who came up together, who came through the Indies together, who came through WWE together. Um, now having their WrestleMania match together, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. 
what surprises me is that in this scenario, Sami Zayn's the heel while Kevin Owens is the face. If I would have ever anticipated a match between the two, it's the other way around. It's Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, yeah, but Sami Zayn is the face, I should say. And then Kevin Owens is as that as that heel, as the power bombing heel, the prize fighter heel. Yeah, that that that's what it would have been probably a few years ago. But Sami Zayn has this um conspiracy theory gimmick. You know, he thinks everything's this big conspiracy against him. And that's why they got Logan Paul involved. I guess to bring some more, I guess, internet, you know, like I said, with Bad Bunny, to bring different viewers to WrestleMania. Hey, whatever. Not my cup of tea. If it's yours, drink it. If not, throw it away. <laughs> you know, this whole um, conspiracy thing. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I kind of like the gimmick, you know. <laughs> he's this crazy guy, but there's some truth to what he says. You know, it's like, all right, there's a little bit of truth there, you know. <laughs> um I don't care who wins this match. I know we're going to see a great wrestling match. So, yeah. My money's on both of these guys. I just want to see a great match. Definitely. But this whole thing with the conspiracy thing, now this might sound like a joke, but I would ask, did Jesse Ventura kind of influence this kind of thing? You know, I I would have found it funny if he brought in Jesse Ventura, not Logan Paul. If he brought in Jesse Ventura, I think, that would have just made this gimmick so much better. To have Jesse Ventura, like, kind of shit on him, you know? Like, as someone who knows about conspiracy theories, I'm going to debunk this one. You know, <laughs> that, that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> that certainly would, but in an interview, Jesse Ventura said, well, he, he'll never be invited because Vince has to pay him royalties from that court, from that court case back in 1991, but... Anyway, now we get to Big E and Apollo Crews, a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. I had to look a up. A Nigerian drum fight. I had to look that up. I had to look up what a Nigerian drum fight. So when I looked it up, it's just pretty much uh, going to be an ODQ match. Um, I really don't get the drum fight part of it. I think they're kind of overdoing the African-Nigerian thing with, with that. Um, especially with now, like we talk about with the peacock and the insensitivity, I, um, I think they may be going a little much with the Nigerian drum fight, you know, um, what would have been wrong with calling it an ODQ match? Um, or a street fight or a street mm, fight, a street, you know, yeah. I, I just think eh, it's a little tasteless. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, just call it a street fight. I mean, who cares? Yeah, I mean, if it's the same kind of match, what's the what's the point of giving it these alternate names? I mean, I don't I just understand. Feel, um, it's not about the alternate name. They could have called it whatever they want. Oh, but it kind of seems contradictory that WWE is all about going PC and getting rid of, or maybe it's just NBC pushing them to do it, but getting rid of all this insensitive content, and then on WrestleMania you're going to have a Nigerian drum fight. Between two African Americans, it just, yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. But besides the name yeah. of the match, um, Biggie has been on fire since starting his singles career. Apollo Cruz, I'm not really a fan of the gimmick. Um, you know, why do they always have to go to the whole nation of domination? Thing? You know, um, that's kind of what it what it what it seems like. They always have to kind of go with the oh, he's black. Let's give him a pro-black gimmick. Let's give him an African gimmick. Again, it's sounding so contradictory to what they've been doing lately. So, yeah, I just 
I'm not a fan of the of, of the gimmick nor the name of the match. But no, I believe both superstars are going to put on a performance. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's amazing Big E's getting is getting a singles run. And if Big E it, it wins this match, you know, he's got more and more momentum coming, you know, the main event picture could be in his sight. Big E has been on fire, so like I said, since the singles push. The Talking Smack segment with Paul Heyman, uh, I think Paul Heyman helped put him over even more and solidify him as someone who can be a main event star. And if he does drop the belt to Apollo Crews, we know Big E's going to go for that main event spot. But I would like to see Big E maybe hold the belt for a, a little bit more. Speaking of Paul Heyman, this is why we all love him because he wants to put guys over. I mean, it's not just on the mic that we remember Paul Heyman, but it's like it's the wrestling writing. It's it's his style of wrestling that, that I really enjoy. I mean, God bless Paul Heyman. But anyway, now we get to The Fiend versus Randy Orton. I mean, this is a rematch from WrestleMania 33, honestly, although the the scenario is a little bit different. I mean, this there's no titles involved, and Bray Wyatt has basically kind of been put in an upgraded character of his previous era of worlds and new face of fear sort of thing and now with alexa bliss you know being involved you know and alexa bliss she's she's really dominated the character she's portraying i mean to say she's doing a good job i mean you got to give her an oscar i love it it's different i like the whole you know dark horror you know gimmick she she plays the mind game she's a perfect match for the fiend and the story they've been telling with Randy Orton, um, I know some people on the internet have been shitting on it. I personally have liked The Feud. I've liked everything The Fiend has done since debuting as The Fiend. Um, bringing in Alexa Bliss in was a great idea. The cinematic matches that he's had. And now with the whole kind of new look with him being burnt he reminds me of Jason. <laughs> and uh, But I think this is going to be an interesting match. I thought they were going to go cinematic with this match. I really did. I thought they were going to try to do a cinematic match. I want to see The Fiend win. I'm a huge fan of, uh, of The Fiend just because of the whole horror movie aspect. He reminds me of a horror villain. It's a unique character. And I like how his character, The Fiend, always like kind of brings back the past memories like he had po he had posted on twitter um a gif of him being punted by randy orton when he was husky harris and it's kind of like okay it's kind of like um when you think about a serial killer who uses these memories and these tragedies from his childhood to and take them out on these people later on in life it's kind of like no you tormented me uh i'm now it's your time to pay. So it's kind of like, I like that he has these nods to the past and, and kind of makes his whole career make sense now. It's kind of like, okay, this happened. I'm the fiend because of this. I turned into the fiend because of this. You were my nightmare. Now I'm your nightmare. Payback's a bitch, basically. Yep. 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 And so I'm glad he brought it that way with, with Randy Orton from the past. Like, Imagine if this was with CM Punk, then they would remind me like what that that segment when CM Punk lashed in with a belt like ten times and had the other guys of the new of the new Nexus do it. I just love the whole psychological aspect of the Fiend's character, the mind games, uh, the WrestleMania match last year he had with John Cena, which I was a fan of because I understood kind of each piece of that match. 
and it made sense if you understood both characters' histories. So I I I love the mind games. I love how the fiend always gets the upper hand. I love it because it's like he's it's like. You can't kill Freddy. You can't kill Jason. You can't kill Michael Myers. They always come back. Always going to come back. And it's it's that same theme with the Fiend. He's always going to come back. You could burn him. You could try to kill him. You could shoot him. You could do whatever you want. Well, I hope they don't try to do a shooting angle. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you can yeah, do whatever yeah. you want. He's yeah. always going to come back. Well, it's from a scenario of, of horror films. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. We you. have now... Asuka defending the WWE Raw Women's Championship against the finally, finally got her debut, Rhea Ripley. They've been, they've been, uh, teasing Rhea Ripley coming to Raw, coming to Raw, coming to Raw. Finally, she debuts and in a shocking fashion, getting a match at WrestleMania. That's how you make a statement. Mm hmm. Well, this one's certainly tough. Like, I'm not always in favor of, you know, somebody debuts before WrestleMania and then they immediately put the belt on them. I'm not quite in favor of that because, in my opinion, you have to be built. Like, you have to be put over, you know, first. You have to, like, you have, you have to get that momentum. So that, that's why I honestly believe Asuka is probably going to retain the title. And if they make that decision. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put the belt on Rhea Ripley. Although, in my opinion, they should build her first. But, fortunately, I don't. That's not my call. It's Vince McMahon's call, right? I agree with you. I think Asuka should retain, and I think Asuka is going to retain. A lot of people may not agree with me. You know, the wrestling community may not agree with me on this, or Ripley, Rhea Ripley deserves it. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying not right now, not so quick. Like you said, build it up a bit. Well, so, let me ask you, Chris, what's the point if somebody has their debut before WrestleMania and you just put the belt on them? Like, where was the building? Like, where was the excitement leading to that point? You, you got to build the story. Well, think about it like this. It's like the Cowboys signing a rookie that really doesn't have that much experience and then throwing him in, starting him in the Super Bowl. You know, Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl and they have... They're, they have their quarterback that's been playing the whole season. And then in the Super Bowl, you want to throw in the rookie quarterback to start. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, portray it in, you know, more of a sports, <laughs> a, a more of a sports mindset. You know, you're not going to just throw the rookie out there and throw him to the wolves right, right away. Nope. It's been done before in WWE. Hurt, yeah. Yeah. It's been done before, but. I think uh, I'd like to see Rhea Ripley build a name for herself more on the main roster first. Exactly. I mean, she's super talented, so yeah. Finally. No, The Rock's not coming on the show. (laughs) We we have the triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defends against the 2021 WWE Royal Rumble winner Edge. Against the Daniel Bryan as well, who was a last-minute addition. How do you feel about this? Well, Daniel Bryan being in the, in the in the main event is certainly exciting because you know I was happy when he was in the main event in 2014. That amazing triple threat match with Batista and Randy Orton. It's just so unfortunate that his push was killed because he suffered a neck injury, 
and since then, well, he he had a bit of a push in uh, 2019 with the with that title, but it was not a main event push. I mean, just because you have the belt does not mean it's a main event push. Keep that in mind. So, so for Daniel Bryan to finally be in the main event again is a good thing. And then Edge comes back, wins the Royal Rumble, and he's in the main event too. So, if Daniel Bryan were to win, and if he stays healthy, he finally gets to make up for what was lost about seven years ago. That's great. And of course, we'll understand because Edge, being a such a respectable guy, he's willing to put somebody over because he he, he knows the business so well. But at the same time, you brought in Edge back, so would 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 it not make would it make no sense to not put the belt on him if it, it but. I just know that Roman Reigns is not going to walk out as the champion. I'm just not able to – I just can't exactly say who for sure is going to win the belt. But these two scenarios that I just pitched in, those are very realistic. Wouldn't you agree? I agree with you, Bearman. And I don't I don't think Roman Reigns is going to walk out with the belt. I do want to see Edge. Just, just because we're going to be there live. Think about this, man. We're going to be there live. And what if Edge wins that match? You know that pop that, like, we're going to be there to witness that. Drew McIntyre last year, imagine the pop he would have gotten. Now, Edge, you know, we're going to be there. I want to if Edge wins that match, like, I might come to tears. You know, like, it's one of those I moments. Might, I might, too, because we've, we watched Edge when we were a kid, going back to the Attitude Era. And now here we are. I'm 28, you're 30, and we're going to see him win the title at the main event of WrestleMania. And it starts out his as a last child WrestleMania, yeah. his last WrestleMania before you know coming back last year, he well, well, he was defending the belt against Alberto Del Rio. Alberto the Del Rio, and he had to you know he had to retire. So it's kind of like he never really lost the belt. So here's his chance at redemption, and it's kind of the same story of Daniel Bryan, forced to retire, came back. He wants that moment again. He wants to redeem himself. He wants to make up for lost time. So, like, I agree with you in both of those scenarios with Edge and Daniel Bryan. But me personally, I want to see Edge get that moment. And, you know, I want to I want to feel that magic, you know, and to hear that song on this day and nude. Hey, to be there live and feel that. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want to experience. And folks. It's the magic. It's WrestleMania weekend. It's it's the magic. The magic is here. I'm starting to get the goosebumps the more we talk about this weekend. But not only are we going to WrestleMania, the night we arrive tomorrow night, we have our first show for the for for the week, and that will be Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six. Now I know you previously told me you didn't want to know what matches were going on. But being that this is Wrestling with the Bear, we are a podcast, and we want to inform those who may not know of these promotions on, on what, what else is going on in Tampa that weekend. So on Thursday, the 8th, we have Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6. Now, this is a unique event. If you've never uh, watched one of these, it's 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 named after Jean, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Bloodsport. And it's kind of influenced by the movie as well, where it's kind of half shoot, half pro wrestling. Definitely a unique concept, hard to explain. But on that card, we have Davey Boy Smith Jr., who we seen last night at the Hall of Fame, against Kyle the Beast, who is known on the Northeast independent scene. Um, again, it's going to be kind of a kind of a shoot fight. That's what these matches are. They're more like shoot fights. So we're going to see Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Kyle the Beast. 
Chris Dickinson versus Shane Mercer, who Chris Dickinson has been on uh, NJPW Strong shows. Uh, he just teamed up with Homicide to start a new stable. It, it, he's been on fire for the independence. He's a powerhouse. He's somebody I want you to keep your eye on too, Alex. We also have Simon Grimm, who, if you don't know, was formerly one of the vaude villains in the WWE. Simon Gotch was his name in the WWE. We're going to see Simon Grimm versus Alexander James. Another match on that card is a man named Bad Dude Tito versus Victor Benjamin. I've never seen Bad Dude Tito. I've been hearing his name lately. Um, I think uh, (laughs) um, any match with a guy named Bad Dude Tito, he's got to be a badass dude, right? With a name like Bad Dude Tito. That's a badass name. I'm looking forward to seeing who he is and watching uh, his match. A match that I'm looking forward to, Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Rocky Romero from New Japan Pro Wrestling. This, this is, this is an interesting one. I, when I seen the advertisement go up for Rocky Romero versus Chavo Guerrero Jr., I, I believe I sent it to you. I might have texted it or messaged you it did. to you. You did. I, this is so unexpected. I've trained with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I've had that opportunity to train with him and pick his mind on uh, plenty of occasions. He's also, uh, he's very good at selling merchandise at shows. <laughs> uh, but phenomenal talent. Rocky Romero, I met at the New Japan Spring Camp a few years ago. Um, we hit it off pretty well. Had the chance to pick his mind and really talk to him. Excellent dude. Alex Coughlin versus Royce Isaacs. Now, Alex Coughlin, I actually met. He's a mainstay uh New Japan Pro Wrestling LA Dojo. I met him at the LA Dojo when I went out there for the spring camp. And I had my eye on him. I said, he's he's going to be something. So to see where he came from, uh, from the lo- Young Lions to being a mainstay on the NJPW Strong brand, um, I'm finally going to be able to get to see him live in person putting on a match. Not a, not a tryout match or anything like that, but an actual match. So I'm happy to see Alex Coughlin. We have Schlack versus Super Beast. Now Schlack, I love the name Schlack. He is a badass. He is no holds barred. Like when you look up the word no holds barred, you're going to see a picture of Schlack. No, please don't quote me on that. <laughs> don't quote me on that. But <laughs> Schlack is going against Super Beast. We're going to be seeing Super Beast on another card we'll be at, which we'll be talking about next. But these two, this is going to be a horse fight. This is going to be a match to keep your eye on. This is going to be two guys you want to keep your eye on, Super Beast and Schlack. We have Allison K versus Masha Slamovic, who Allison K has been taking part of these blood sport events in the past. Masha Slamovic has been making a name for herself um, internationally as well in in Japan, um, Europe. So this is going to be a great match between two females. And remember, these are like shoot fights. So you have Allison Kay and Masha Slamovic shoot fight. Two women shoot fighting. We're going to see Leo Rush, who you may remember from WWE as Bobby Lashley's manager, going against Yoya. I'm hoping to find out more about him at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. And the main event, my friends, Josh Barnett 
former MMA fighter or still MMA fighter, Josh Barnett, you may know him as Babyface Josh Barnett, is going against John Moxley. You heard that right. Josh Barnett versus John Moxley. This is going to be, I believe, the second, first or second time I see John Moxley live. Um, I know you've seen him live mm-hmm. at AEW. What What are you looking forward to getting out of this Bloodsport event? Because I know this is be your first time seeing one. Well, this is my first indie show. That's what's most exciting. But the card, you know, I'm glad you actually finally told me the card. And I, and I think I was, I might have been a little bit stubborn when I insisted we should wait until I get there because I want it to be a surprise. But now that I see it, I, I it's more of a surprise than ever. So thank, so thank you, Chris, and I'm, and I, and I really appreciate that. But dude, I mean, these indie shows, I mean, and the fact that you say that these are shoot fights, I mean, holy crap! I mean, this is on a different level. So if that's a shoot fight, that means there's no script. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a it's a unique idea. It's something you definitely have to go and check out. This is their sixth blood sport event, so there's been five of them before. There's been top notch matches from all of them. Now moving on to Friday. Friday we have a whole day. When I say a whole day of wrestling events, Bear Man, we have a whole day of wrestling events. I mean from nine AM to early in the next morning we have wrestling events but one of these events that i kind of want to throw the spotlight on is the generation championship wrestling event which i have the honor and opportunity to have been working for them as a graphic designer and video producer since their inception i've kind of been involved with this promotion and i've gotten to know the promoter jeremy quite well he's actually offered us to come out and, and watch his show and, you know, pretty much help build Wrestling with a Bear. So shout out to Jeremy Gomez, uh, Generation Championship Wrestling. You, uh, you know, you doing this means the world to me. Uh, I look forward to meeting him. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, you got to know when he's in character, <laughs> when he's not. But some of those, the, he's got, um uh, when I say a stacked card, he's got a stacked card. He's got. Just, just to throw some names out there, EC3 versus Moose is happening on his card. Now, this this rivalry is being continued from Impact Wrestling, and this is more of a, a last a last minute addition to the card. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that match. Um, we have Chuckles the Clown versus Shug D, who's known as Pineapple Pete in AEW, versus Stunt Marshall. Culture Inc. versus Stone and Stone for the GCW Tag Team Championships. I forgot to mention the uh, triple threat matches for the GCW World Championship. We have a few women's matches. We have Genocide versus Willow Nightingale, who I know for years from the uh, NYW from NYWC and the Northeast Wrestling uh, scene. Casey Navarro versus Mike Bennett. We have earlier in the morning. They're going to have Leo Rush versus KC Navarro, where these two former friends have been getting into a little bit of a Twitter beef lately. They've been taking some hard shots at each other. KC Navarro talking about his uh, Leo Rush being a failure in WWE and them two just going back and forth at each other. This is kind of going to be like one of those Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly matches. <laughs> 
We have the GCW Women's Championship on the line. Queen Aminata, the champion, versus Rach Chanel. These two have been having Twitter words and social media words, building their matchup. Queen Aminata um, has been giving a lot of exposure to GCW. She's a hell of a talent. So, you know, hats off to Queen Aminata. She is the current queen of GCW, the queen of the newly christened Diamond Division, which I had the pleasure of creating the logo for. We have Remy Marcel versus Mecha Wolf versus Wolf Taylor. Renee Michelle versus Misa Kate. Another match I've been looking forward to from the Diamond Division is a talent I've had my eye on who has been tearing it up on the independent scene. Sky Blue taking on Impact Wrestling's Kiera Hogan. And last but not least, we have Timmy Lou Retton of the Gymnasty Boys taking on Mr. Grimm. That's our Generation Championship wrestling match card. There's going to be a bunch of other wrestling shows going on that I really didn't. There's just so much going on that it'll be hard to tell you every match that's going on throughout that day. So I figured the matches that I actually did the graphics for that I have in front of me. You you thought it was over, Alex? You thought it was over there? No. At 12 (laughs) a.m. Saturday morning. At 12 a.m. We have Violence X Suffering's Lucid Dream Show. And on that show, we have... Jack Evans of AEW taking on Tony Deppin, who has been tearing up the independent scene. I know I like to use that word a lot on this show, but when I use it, I don't mean it to blow smoke up anybody's ass. I just say it as it's the, it's the truth. They've been making a name for themselves, and they're not overnight successes. They have been building these names for themselves for years, and they're just now starting to get that 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 recognition. So we have Jack Evans taking on Tony Deppin. Two Cold Scorpio. Yes, the Two Cold Scorpio, a.k.a. Flash Funk, taking on Eli Everfly. You ready for a horse match? Because that's what we're going to get next. We have Brian Cage versus Chris Dickinson. I told you on, on our last preview of the Bloodsport card, I told you to keep your eye on Chris Dickinson. Well, we're going to see him again, this time against Brian Cage. These are going to, this is going to be a powerhouse of a match. We have Jordan Oliver, who I've been watching since he started in the business a few years ago. I actually sent him a Twitter message last week, um, just out of the blue talking about how, you know, he may not have known, he may not know who I am, but you know, I, I've been watching him grow and mature as a professional wrestler and how proud is I am to see him. And he's kind of given me the inspiration to keep going on with it. He takes on Jimmy Lloyd. In a no disqualification match, we have uh, from Crime Time, if you remember Crime Time from WWE, JTG taking on Dr. Cube, a match that I've been looking forward to since they announced it. Loki formerly Caval in WWE, Loki, an independent wrestling legend going against Leo Rush. So we're going to see Leo Rush three times this weekend. 
These are going to be some good matches. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Tuco Scorpio. The last time I seen Tuco Scorpio live was at Extreme Reunion. Uh, so it's been a few years since I've seen it and uh, met him. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. I'm looking forward to all, pretty much all these matches that we're going to see this weekend. Chris, I can't tell you how excited I, I am. And every match that you just talked about, I just want to see them. Like, okay, if we are there from noon to freaking 12, oh, oh, past 12 a.m., you know what? Fine. So freaking be it. If that means we're going to watch some hell, a hell of a match or numerous amazing matches, so be it. Like I said, we're going to go down there. We're going to embrace this. We're going to enjoy the magic, the magic of professional wrestling because that's what it, it's that magic it's that feeling it's being there live it's that emotion flowing through your body it's the booing it's the cheering it's fucking professional wrestling yes and at this time i want to thank each and every one of you who have been tuning in to our episodes we've been uh, putting up episodes of dark side of the podcast which because we're celebrating uh, the one-year anniversary of us starting that podcast, we've been uploading those episodes to wrestwithabear.com, um, which is our website. It's W-R-E-S-W-I-T-H-A-B-E-A-R.com. That's where you can find Wrestling With A Bear, as well as Alex's blog, No Claws Barred, which he has the freedom to write about anything he wants on there. And not only can you find us at restwithabear.com, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at restwithabear, same spelling as the website. And as of yesterday, we are now available on Spotify. You can listen to Wrestling with a Bear on Spotify. All of our episodes are up there so far. And we're going to be adding more content As these days come, as we're in Tampa, we'll be adding content to our social media pages. We'll be adding content to our podcast. I'm sure Alex is going to have a few blogs to write about. Alex, I'm so excited to finally meet you and enjoy this weekend with you. Amen to that, brother. I am so excited. And I want to actually thank you so much for this opportunity, Chris. I can't thank you enough. No, thank you, man, because, again, without you... um, None of this wrestling with a bear is named for you. Uh, when I, when we were first talking about coming up with names for the show and we, we must have flew through like five different ideas of names for the show. And then I think randomly one day I just sent you a picture of, uh, the, the, the first, uh, draft of the wrestling with a bear logo. And I think the name is just, it, it just really. It, it sticks because I, me being a pro wrestler, you being the bear of Texas, I just think it makes perfect sense. I think we are the perfect pairing for a podcasting tag team. I'm ready to take wrestling with a bear to new heights. Oh, another thing I'm actually excited about is we've mentioned this uh, previously on our podcast, the wrestling with a bear merchandise that will soon be available. We've been talking about it. We're exciting about it. We're excited about it. And we can't wait to release these designs for you. Alex, why don't you let people know where they can find you? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter, my personal page, at Bearman of Texas. Keep in mind, it's just TX, Bearman of Texas. Now, if you're interested in subscribing to my other shows of the Bear of Texas podcast, 
you can go on my podcast page, which is at Bear of Bear Texas underscore podcast. That is Bear TX underscore podcast. If you love video games, if you love the Dallas Cowboys, if you love soccer, my shows are there. Believe me, they are unique. So please subscribe. But more importantly as well, please, please, please subscribe to Wrestling with a Bear. Well said, Alex. And you guys can find me on all social media platforms at Rex Russells. That's R-E-X-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-S. I'm available on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rex Russells. And if you love what you hear on Wrestling with a Bear, please share this show with your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncle. Because if you love professional wrestling as much as we love professional wrestling then Wrestling with a Bear is for you. Again, for the 18,000th time, thank each and every one of you for tuning in and keep supporting professional wrestling.